Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way, with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to talk about knives, about making knives, how to purchase a knife, like basically what to look for, um, and you know what the different uses are and why you might choose one over another. But first, I wanted to tell you, so I was listening to, I've been looking for new podcasts, new stuff, so I get new information and and can bring you guys, you know, a little something fresh so I'm not a... the same boring repeating myself guy that I, you know, that you I could are. be. So, oh, that hurt. I, I wasn't going to go quite there, but, you know, since we're, since it's on the table. So, I was just looking for random different things, and I found uh, the Armed Lutheran Radio. And, you know, I've listened to some uh, biblical podcasts in the past. I talked to you guys about uh the good battle podcast i like and Mm -hmm. and some different stuff and and this guy is pretty great um i you know i was entertained bring some uh you know fun stories he definitely is a good storyteller knows how to get there and uh and he's a lutheran yeah so he doesn't like lutherans i exactly I i was raised baptist but i always liked the lutherans and it's funny that we did a show a few weeks ago about um about how to disappear uh, do you remember that 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 show about getting off the grid and disappearing? Yes. Yep. Yep. I uh, 
If I, my memory's correct, I think Martin Luther was one of the first uh, famous guys to successfully get away with that. He uh, faked his own death and, and showed up a few, few years later. And, uh, you know, they were out to kill him, so he just uh, took care of it himself and disappeared for a while. That, that doesn't sound like a wrong way to handle business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, they, uh, they're pretty tough. They're ones, uh, you know, they tell you to kind of read the Bible for yourself and get into it, right? Right, that's what you're right. Telling that's me? their, uh, you know, that's kind of their thing, their basis of their religion, is that it's uh, up to you to, uh, you know, to read the Bible and, and decipher it and yourself. Is that not how we tell everybody to approach the world here? Is uh, find out for yourself. That's right. Don't let the government tell you what's right. Find mm-hmm. out what's right for you. Right. And, you know, and don't believe everything you hear on the Prepping Badass podcast. Find out for yourself, you mm-hmm. know. More and more, anybody who doesn't tell you to think like that, if they're the absolute authority, then, uh, you know, nothing wrong with the Bible being the absolute authority. But what I'm saying is, Interpret it for yourself. Don't uh, just take everybody's word for it. Um, good to get into the facts. So yeah, no, I talked to. Uh, it's Lloyd Bailey over at the. Uh, right, Lloyd Bailey that does the uh, Arm Lutheran Radio. Arm Lu- Lutheran Radio and uh, seemed like a good guy. So uh, maybe you guys want to head over check that out. But anyway, back to knives. Mm-hmm. So. Tell me about knives, Kevin. Well, I was kind of, uh, you know, doing some, doing a little bit of research about, uh, you know, the spe- specifics of, of different brands and different types and qualities and that sort of stuff. And and uh, before we get into that sort of thing, I'd like to talk about just the different types of knife knife that you're going to want to use for different types of tasks. All right. Right. So um, there's really about four basic basic tactical knives or combat knives for right. for knife fighting. Um, that's not something that you, just a heads up, if you find yourself in a knife fight with somebody else that has a knife, you're, you're, you messed up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get into a knife fight unless you know what you're doing. Um, so I mean, some of the basic knives, uh, the famous American fighting knife is obviously the Bowie knife. Not a Bowie knife, it's a Bowie knife for everybody out there who's wondering. Um, Jim Bowie. Jim Bowie. Dare I say? That's right. That's right. Now, there's kind of uh, uh, questions about who, who specifically designed that. I've been reading. Some say it was his brother. Uh, some say it was designed by him and built by somebody else. Either way, pretty... it had a hell of a showing at the Alamo. That's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, he's a famous knife fighter. Um, he was a bit of a knife yeah, fighter. I think he got he got famous with the sandbar fight. Have you ever heard of that? That was the uh, I don't recall that it was a uh, duel between uh, a friend of his and and uh, somebody else. And um, after that, the other party got got rowdy and ended up shooting shooting Jim Bowie, and uh, he uh, got his knife out and carved carved up some people. Hey. <laughs> So if you're going to shoot somebody randomly just because you think they're an asshole, make sure they don't know how to stab you in the neck. All right. Sounds right. Um, so a bowie knife is, is basically that's got the, the clip blade. Uh, the two, two things that designate a bowie knife is a, a, a clip blade, which is uh, it's where the top of the knife kind of has looks like it has a little cutout. A cut little out. concave on yeah. its own, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's got a hand guard, and they're generally between... 12 and 30 inches long, which is, it's a big knife. 30 inches, that's yeah. a big knife. That's bigger than my Bowie knife, and that's not, that's not, uh, I don't have a small one. But, um, you know, it's got a handguard, and uh, a lot of the, 
knives that you wouldn't necessarily think of are actually uh, Bowie knives. Okay. Like the uh, the USMC K bar, yeah. the original one. That's a Bowie knife. Yeah. Yeah. So that's um. I mean, a lot of them fall into that thing. I would say the K bar is is one of the best fighting knives. It really is that there that there's out that there is out there. You know what it is? It's tough. It's for you know. It's solid where you can dig a ditch. You can move rocks and dig through shale or right. something like that. Right. With your K bar, and you can slice somebody's throat with it. You yeah. know, it goes either way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I love the K-Bar. Yeah. Growing up, that was always my go-to knife. Right. Now I'm a little bit smaller on my knives I choose and, mm-hmm. and different stuff, but that was initially, and you know what, it is a right. durable knife. Right. And you can get a decent one. I, I actually, the, the the Bowie knife that I, I have is a, is a Winchester knife, and it's, you know, it was 20 bucks or something like that. It's... It's stainless steel. It's not, you know, stainless steel is a lot softer than uh, than what you want for a knife that that you're gonna use every day. But uh, you know, it it sharpens easily. You know, just uh, you know, something something to keep uh, keep around the house in case uh, you know things get interesting at a. It definitely at a house has party an intimidation like factor that. going. That's with right. It. When it's all shiny like that, it, it gets it gets scary. Um, but it's a Bowie knives. They should be well balanced. You know, even though it can be up to, you know, 30 inches long, it should be light and quick and easy to use. Okay. You know, you when, if, you, if you're holding it, uh, it shouldn't feel heavy in your hand. Um, K-Bar is a heavy knife. K-Bar is a little bit heavier, but it's... it's but hey, I mean, you're it's talking Marines, about two pounds. And they're Marines. Yeah, you're talking so, about two pounds. You're not talking about a, a five-pound knife. Um, the other one, though, that I, I like is the, uh, the cookery knife. Yes. Uh, that's the, the one that's from Nepal. I yeah, think they're it's from, uh, from the Gurkhas. Right, right. The and Gurkha Warrior. The, um, right. It's got the, uh, what do they call it, uh, uh, curved, the curved blade that kind of leans in. These are, are making a big comeback now. I'm starting to see ads yeah. for them all the mm-hmm. time, and, and they're everywhere. Um, I don't know. I never really, and, and you know, some of the ads I was reading are like, oh, special forces use, I, I've never seen a special forces I've guy with a, one, use one now. <laughs> knife, but you know, no. maybe I haven't hung very, out with uh, special forces yeah, guys. That's a, enough. It's a very specific knife that you have to learn how to use it. It's not necessarily something that you can pick up and, and be good with. And it'd be uh, the right time. choice. Right. Okay. Right. Um, it's, it's good for a lot of stuff other than knife fighting now. It's more of a machete than a knife, you know? Uh, it's longer. I mean, I guess when you're talking about a 30-inch uh, 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 Bowie knife, that's probably more like a machete too, but the uh, the cookery is it's heavyweight. It's heavyweight. Okay. You can use it as a machete. Um, or to chop down. Yeah, it's a, it's a big, brush. heavy chunk of metal, you right. know? It's, it's something that's more of a... Um, more of a, a weighted uh, weapon than than a, a Bowie knife would be. Okay. So that's a good knife. Um, you know, it can be used for uh, uh, you know digging. It can be used for chopping chopping wood. Um, that sort of stuff. It's it's a great all around knife. Um, all the other tactical knives would be things like uh, boot knives and, and neck knives. Have you ever heard of those neck yeah. knives? They don't yeah, seem like appealing to me. A friend of mine's big on that, and yeah. he likes to, you know, dazzle me with, oh, <laughs> look what I have in my shirt, and, yeah. and whip out the neck knife. But yeah. uh, but those things seem to me more like a, um, you know, when you're already in trouble, that might be a go-to. 
They're more of like dagger style. Uh, neck knife usually has a lot of um, uh, openings in the handle, so you could basically tie it to a stick to make a spear and things like that. Um, but generally speaking, uh, you know, if you're in the wilderness and you need a spear, you should have been planning ahead a little bit better than just bringing a neck knife. All right. So, what else? What was the last? That was it? That was that. That's the uh, tactical knives. All right. Um, I would think we wanted to talk more about the uh, survival knives, the utility knives. Okay. Things like that. What do you got there? That's what I generally uh, use, you know, because it, honestly, I'm not going out looking for knife fights. I'm going out into the woods and, and building fires and shelters and that sort of thing. Uh, so, general all-around use knives I say utility knife. I don't mean a box cutter. You know, I uh-huh. guess a box cutter fits into that category. Yeah. But it's not necessarily uh, what I would want to carry with me out into the uh, out in the woods. Right. Um, so what I usually use for that is a uh, I've got a uh, Gerber that I use, and it's actually the Bear Grylls yes. Gerber. Now, what do you think of that? Tell me about it's, that. It's not very expensive. It's about sixty bucks. You can get one for okay. it. Okay. It's got a saw blade. Comes with a saw blade in it. Maybe the Black Friday thirty nine dollars something. Right. It, yeah. Get me in it. on the cheap. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I, I bought one for my nephew who's in the Marines, and uh, I think he liked it. It's got a uh, flint with it, so you can use it. You know, fire starting. It's got its own whetstone for sharpening. Now, in the, I was in I was looking sheath. at yours, and and mm-hmm. it has the the whetstone inside there, and it, it's really it's pretty cool. It's kind of incorporated into the sheath. Right. Where you kind of just fold, unfold it, yeah, and then it's just right there. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, like I said, it's got the fire starter, which comes in useful if you, if you know, if it, all you have is is the the survival knife, you ought it's to be better able to than use rubbing it two sticks together. That's is right. what I can That's tell right. you. And it's got a good um, uh, what do you call it? At the base of the handle, it's got a good uh, point for for hammering. Oh yeah, uh, the pommel. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. okay, it's, it's good. So it's um, you know, I've used it to to drive tent stakes and things like that. Just uh, yeah. you know, when you're swinging it, don't stab yourself in the eye. I would actually say that my favorite uh, everyday, well, everyday carry. All I carry is the Leatherman. Right. Um, I like the Leatherman rebar. Um, that that's a, a tool, not a knife. Um. As yeah, but I mean, as... I think I think you can incorporate, uh, you know, Swiss Army knives into the the survival knives, right. and you know, just like a Leatherman yeah. would be. Um, but uh, believe it or not, if I if I had something on my hip, it's uh, you know, I'm going camping, I'm going hiking, I might have to fight off a bear. You know, that happens. Mm-hmm. That, that plays out a few times. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm pretty tough. Yeah, right. They see the beard and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, let's go and for that guy. See what's right. Up. They want to see what's up. So there's one called the Gerber Myth. Which mm-hmm. is actually very close to your your bear gorillas knife, but uh, the Gerber Myth, the big difference has uh, the gut hook on it, right? So it's almost just like your knife, but with the gut hook. Uh huh. Um, does have a sharpener in the end of the sheath, but it's not as sweet as yours. Mm-hmm. It basically has the little V crossed uh, two blades to drag your knife through and right, sharpen right. it up. And you don't want to really disembowel an animal all over your meat. Uh, so the gut hook's definitely uh, uh, useful. I love it. Love. I mean, it's just one more thing. Um, now the the version that I have actually comes with a uh, a little fillet knife kind of thing. Like uh, imagine a maybe a four inch knife, mm-hmm. small for getting in. Turns out that kind of thing is pretty useful when you are yeah, actually yeah. And tearing apart an animal. When you get the um, the cookery knives, they come with those too. They come with a, right. a sharpener and, and a small 
like a fillet, fillet knife. knife yeah. Now, I, I saw the myth sold both ways, where it's mm-hmm. just the one, right. just like yours, except with the gut hook, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, the version that I have, which the sheath actually holds both knives and, and works out pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that a lot. I would say that's as far as my, my hunting and, and every day. And I, I got to say, if I had one knife in the woods, I think that's it. Because mm-hmm. um, I think I could use that as a fighter or a camping and, and survival. And honestly, I like to think that camping and survival issues are going to be way more my problem right. than knife fighting. Right. I hope. Yeah. Um, however, that said, I have that I carry uh, in my truck all the time. Actually, in my truck, I have the, the hunting knife we just described. And in my work van, I carry the uh, seal pup from SOG. Mm-hmm. Excellent fighting knife. Imagine K-Bar... But half the size. Okay. And it just is right where it fits in your hand. It's, you know, lightweight. You can move with it. Razor sharp, holds an edge. Excellent knife. I love it. But, you know, and mm. those, they're like the Seal Pup. It's like 39 bucks on Amazon, something like that. Not too bad. The Elite's a little bit cooler. And that's Sog? That, that's Sog. Okay. The Elite's a little cooler. You get into that. You know, eighty ninety dollar neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, other favorite knife. I don't. You know, I don't want to mess up your order of things here. I love the, uh, and I know I've mentioned it on this show several times. The Sog Jungle Primitive. What no, is that? That's a machete. No. Okay. And same thing. Um, I think I had notes on here about what it costs. Um, Thirty eight bucks on Amazon. Okay. Um, this machete. Holds a super sharp edge, but just like we were talking about with the K bar, I can be chopping roots in the in the wife's garden. I can be hacking down small trees. Hell of a fighter if that's what you got into. It's just right. big for carrying all the time. Yeah, um, that's an excellent knife. I really have been pleased with that. Yeah, um, Sog usually puts out quality stuff. They do, they do. Um, any more on uh, knife types? Um, Before we move on, or no, I think that was that was basically uh, all I wanted to get into. Obviously, we could right. get into kitchen knives and things like that, but that's not really the uh, point of the show. Well, no, exactly. And I think in understanding knives, now you and me, we're not huge knife people. We're not, you know, the authority. I know a lot of people spend one hundred fifty, two hundred, mm-hmm. three hundred dollars, thousand dollars on knives. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. I hate to say it. I know a lot more about guns. I, I like to, you know, spend mm-hmm. my money on guns. Right. Um, I like to have a fifty dollar knife, not mm-hmm. a, you know. But what's the what's the old adage that a knife never runs out of ammo? But um, you know, I'm not trying to chase a deer through the woods for for two days. So and I'm not running out of ammo, so <laughs> <laughs> I think we're in. Um, so one of the things I'd looked in, we had talked in the past, and I know we want to do a show on uh, blacksmithing. Mm-hmm. And I was all excited. I can make my own knives. I can do this. I can do that. Started reading into uh, the different like tempered metals and heating things the right way to get it just so, so that you're going to hold an edge or be sharper. It's weird how much you can affect the hardness of the metal by how it's treated. Right. Um, but... 
that said, it kind of got a little overwhelming and a little complicated. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, "Gee, that sounds like more than I'm ready to get into right now. I only have so much time. Right. You know, focus on my gun making and whatever, mm-hmm. and I can only jump into so many projects. Right. That said, I later stumbled across, if you're making knives, you should be just buying the hardened metal and then doing it with a grinder and, and setting it, it up and yeah. shaping it, you know, with a belt sander, a grinder, different things and making it into what you want. And it turns out the other stuff is beyond. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to take it to master level when maybe I should have been at beginner intermediate level. Right. Starting, you know? starting with the amateur and, stuff. And, and start with the other. So it's pretty cool. You can, on Amazon, it wasn't like super cheap, but there's different types of steel. And that's something to look at. Let me. Uh, yeah, when you're when you're getting into uh, buying a knife, uh, you should really be paying attention to that. Like I said, the uh, the Bowie knife that I I have is the uh, stainless steel, and that's it's nice looking, but for for quality, it's not uh, not ideal. It's it's a lot softer than what you want to use for uh, something that's going to be a long term. No, yeah, knife. exactly. Now there's different things you want to look for, like. All right, basically the carbon content in the steel that you buy is is what determines what kind of a knife you're going to have. Mm-hmm. All right, um, if you have low carbon, there are some benefits. Like it, it bends a little bit more instead of breaks. Like okay. you imagine, you know, stabbing at something, you don't want it to just break the blade. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of the really cheap ones that, you know, they come apart and whatever. Um, they're like middle of the road, like 1055, something like that on the metal. That's the a, a description of the carbon content kind of mm-hmm. thing. That ten fifty five, you'll you know go into Amazon or go to one of the metal shops and and you pick out the different. That's like on the border of medium to high carbon. Now there's actually like charts and like carbon. The more carbon, the increased hardness. So you're gonna have. The higher carbon, you're going to have better edge retention on the blade. Right. And so that's going to, you know, it's going to last. You're not going to have to sharpen it all the time. However, then you're more susceptible to corrosion, rust, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, Obviously, I'm a novice at all this. You know, I'm just trying to give you a basic perspective Mm -hmm. of what you're looking for. Right. You know, when you buy a knife, I'm not the master knife maker, but these are the things you kind of want to think about. There's also, you know, the big thing lately I've been seeing is that Damascus steel. Yeah, you have a little nice, bit about that, yeah. The blades look all cool. Mm-hmm. I guess that came back from back in the day in, uh, I don't even Damascus. know when. I had some notes. No, it turns out it wasn't. I thought okay. that. It wasn't from Damascus. Who knew? Um, Damascus um, was the steel. They used to have it where the... Uh, I'm trying to think. I didn't even take good notes on that one. They, when they, the warriors would show up and they'd have these knives that they could drop a feather in the air and, and oh, yeah. slice it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was the crusaders were coming with it. Okay. And when they were coming to do battles and they were like, Oh, what do you got there? And it was this Damascus steel. And it's weird. I guess they've been trying to kind of recreate it. And nobody's really, Nobody really mastered knows. what it was. Uh-huh. Nobody knows how they did it then. But basically, it's particles that you're putting in the steel and how it's folded. 
and it ends up leaving the you know perforated marks there were even people who were putting like plastic in uh-huh. with the steel as they were doing it and that would just leave certain sections that weren't mm-hmm. you know and they were able to recreate it um whatever bottom line you can buy a piece of damascus steel like I looked on Amazon because, I mean, I went through a bunch of places. It's hard to sort out when I went through the different steel manufacturers like that. But on Amazon, they had for 58 bucks, which is a lot of money. But if you're making your own Damascus knife, it's kind of cool if you're doing mm-hmm. it once. My my advice, the way I would approach this, I saw like um, that, you know, like 1080, 1100 carbon uh, steel. You could buy like 316s by two inch by 36 inch so you could get two or three knives Mm -hmm. out of there um for like 20 bucks it was like 11 bucks with like 10 bucks Mm -hmm. shipping on amazon but say you make a couple practice knives you cut them out with a grinder whatever and you know check it out then the damascus was like 60 bucks okay for the piece of steel that was uh the one i looked at was nine and a half by one and a quarter by eighth inch thick Mm mm-hmm so nine and a half, if you could do, I mean, I'm sure, you know, if you spend a little more time than me, you could maybe find a piece of steel that's the right size, maybe a better price. Mm-hmm. I know usually Amazon is like the leveling field for right. different uh, knives or uh, different price points on, on products. But um, then maybe shape your own knife and kind of get into your own thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that just seemed kind of cool to me. Like, yeah. hey. Because yeah, then a bunch you can of, take the best of both worlds. So right. you can you kind of make your own. Right. You what can you make you a want. design for you, design to fit your hand and design. You're probably right tempted down. to put like down. a skull branded in there, some <laughs> kind of, you know, prepping badass logo, something yeah, like I that. Mean, whatever you want to do. You know, I'll tell you what. If you make a knife and you want to put our logo in it, I'll let you have that for free. <laughs> but that's only it. for knives. I'm not saying you can use our logo for anything. Mm-hmm. I'm saying if you make a knife, you want to put our logo on it, you feel free. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I know we were getting into uh, some of that, the different different uh, grades of metal and, and steel that you use for that. Um, you know, the, the old sword makers in Japan were famous for that, for yes. the knives over and over again, uh, giving it strength. Um, now, now you're saying you think, uh, for, for quality, um, when you're looking at the higher price knives yes. and generally speaking, when you, you, you're getting what you pay for, you really, but if you're spending $300, you want to kind of shop around a little bit and make sure that, that that's the best $300, you know, you can spend. So, uh, what, what type of, uh, you, the high car- carbon is the, uh, it is depends idea? on the use. That's mm-hmm. the, the thing. Um, I went through uh, Buck Knives, mm-hmm. which, you know, not necessarily the, you know, the epitome the of excellence. Right. right. But they, but I know they a go lot of through, they'll talk about all the different steels mm-hmm. and, and if you want it for this, you want this. And they go through each one. And, and you really, they're all different things they mix into the metals. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of different ways to approach it. Um, I did go through, there was... Uh, I, I was looking at on Cold Steel's website. They actually take you through. Like, they have different designators for their knives, and it'll tell you about what metal and, and what's useful and, and what's better. Um, I was looking at a knife, uh, the Marauder. It was 135 bucks on Cold Steel's website, and it's just amazing. Um, 
they had one with the gut hook, like I really like uh, the Master Hunter. It's mm-hmm. like a buck sixty nine, and these are quality knives. You know, you're really gonna get something a little better. You know, it's funny, all the knives, and and it goes back to. Uh, I, I get emails from this. Uh, I think it's the knifecenter.com or something. And I get mm. an email like every day of what knives are right. on sale. It's where I bought my seal pup. It's, you know, mm. whatever thing they have for 29, 50, 60, 75 bucks. They had this K bar folding knife that is made in Taiwan. Wasn't made in like, what is it? Olean, New York or wherever the heck right. K bars are. Um, it said made in Taiwan. And, it had the uh, the rounded blade for uh, like skinning an animal, right? And you know where you're scraping, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, this thing was the best freaking knife. Yeah. It had the belt clip. It was like eleven bucks, and I so wish I bought more than one. Mm-hmm. And I sharpened this thing so it was like a razor blade, and I used it probably twice, three times a day. I'd never carry a knife. I always just have the Leatherman. And I was carrying this every day. I'm using it all the time. It's my go-to for cutting everything. And I'm loving it. And then I left it at somebody's house when I was doing a repair. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and it's a $10 knife. Right. But I went, I can't find you it can't anywhere. Find it's it gone. Anymore. And that's why I got it for 11 bucks or whatever, because right. they had discontinued it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm always looking for a very similar same knife, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was on the, the Spider Co., website and they have one called the birch chubby and it's almost the exact same knife you know style mm-hmm. obviously quality metal like we talked about different right. grades you know different precision was 215.97 mm. was their thing it's and I'm a bit like, of a difference in price but a little difference 11 dollars 215 but it was <laughs> sweet and i was like you know it's kind of like i have uh like a, a range hood over my stove and, and somebody got it for me. It's, I know it's a weird thing to get for somebody, but mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, you know, five, $600 range hood. And I would never buy a five or $600 range hood. I'm a $40 range right. hood kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, now that I have it, I would never go back. Mm-hmm. And I kind of am afraid that knives, I'd be the same way. Yeah, you're going to spend know, I $300 get, I get on a the knife. I get the $215 knife. And I'm like, the hell I would ever use a $30 knife. Uh, you know, can't you feel the difference? Yeah, but and I'm afraid leaving, that's the case. If you're leaving your you knives know? around at people's houses, then, then maybe, maybe uh, I should be sticking should with be, the $10 yeah. knife. Mm-hmm. All right. So, because I'm a little tempted with this is what I'm saying. They had uh, a whole section of the native knives. Like they had the native five and the mm-hmm. native, they were like 320 But again, they were pretty freaking sweet. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Um, so Spider Co. I mean, these are companies, Cold Steel, Spider Co., putting out really quality knives, mm-hmm. you know, and people where they haven't mastered, and people who think, you know, aerodynamic and the whole shenanigans. Right. One of the things I had looked at, the knife kind of fits the person. And that's, you, you ask, um, I, I was listening actually to a, a show, and this was a while back before I even, we were going to do this episode. And Guy was talking about knife making, and, and I'm always, you know, again, fascinated by the idea. He was one of the ones, I think, in the show I listened to, the guy's like, yeah, if you're too cheap to go get the metal, he goes, uh, your circular saw blades, when you're done with them, he goes, that's hardened metal, 
and you can cut that out into a great knife and he really? just draws it up and had pictures and plans and cut it and out cut it and out. it was pretty awesome little fighting knife the guy mm-hmm. put together you know out of his used circular saw that's blades. interesting man i've i've got a couple of those old blades yeah sitting there was around just that lying. i haven't got around to my throw, front lawn right out. now from doing stairs <laughs> last night uh-huh. but i uh, because yeah i had to buy a new blade couldn't get through it but anyway back on point so anyway this guy was saying that he would make a specific knife like a, a cooking knife mm-hmm. and he did you know all kinds of knives fighting knives whatever made a cooking knife and one person would hold it and be like this is horrible this is the worst knife i've ever used mm-hmm. and then the next person would hold it and be like this is perfect mm-hmm. and he was like what the hell's the difference and believe it or not the handle shape mm-hmm. like the angle of the handle it depends how tall you are because everybody stands at like the same size counter right and when you're chopping if you have to kind of twist your wrist to do it versus, you know, holding mm-hmm. it the right way makes such a difference, you know, based on your height and whatever of how you're going to hold that knife and what's going to be comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. And if you're a serious chef and you're, you know, spending six hours, eight hours, 10 hours a day, you know, on a counter, right? it's going to matter what knife you buy. And these things make a difference and you really need to try different ones. And I'd imagine the same rules would apply to fighting knives and and like that. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, if uh, I'm not fighting with a knife for 10 hours a day, but the way you're going to be most comfortable might be different for you based on your fighting style, based on, you know, how you uh, approach things. Mm -hmm. So all these things need to come into account. It really, you want to go to a place where you can really feel the knives and hold them and, and check it out. I know, you know, some of these places you can return them and it's cool to, you know, order stuff. Mm-hmm. I know, like, with guitars back when I was a kid, you'd go, like, Musician's Friend or something. And they're 100 bucks cheaper, 200 bucks cheaper, but I'd want to go to the guitar store because... Because you got to try it I out. could feel it and hold it and know that it's right. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's always what you're looking for. Now, cheaper than dirt. They always had that. You can return it free, all the whole thing. But it's always such a risk, and you're mm-hmm. just afraid. And I'd imagine it's the same thing with knives, you know? I mean, yeah. I know when I buy a handgun, I, I, in my mind, want one thing. And then when I go and hold it, I mean, I've been so excited where I've walked into a place with cash, been like, yeah, I'm going to go get this gun. This is the greatest thing in the world. And then I hold it, and I'm like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. this really isn't what I want at all. Now, uh, getting getting off point for, for a few minutes, yeah. Um, you just bought a, uh, a twenty-two. You said right. I did buy a that, Ruger uh, twenty-two. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you said that that felt felt, felt good. right. Mm-hmm. And, and what about the nineteen uh, eleven? My nineteen eleven. Yeah. How do you or? feel about that? I love my nineteen eleven. It feels good, but it's not as good as the Ruger feels. Um, yeah. My nineteen eleven is a uh, Sig GSR. Okay. Which is it's you know it's a. Twelve, fifteen hundred dollar yeah, gun. Quality. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's something worth, uh, you know, having. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Ruger is. I don't even know. I have to look it up. Okay. All right. Well, um, now, what do you know about throwing knives? Throwing knives. Yeah. I know that I bought some cheap ones, and when I throw them at a tree, they break in half, <laughs> and then I'm not happy. Yeah. I had one that I was practicing with with for a while, and I yeah. let my my kid use it. He was out there, and he was starting to get pretty good. And then he missed the target entirely, and it went into the woods, and it's never been found since. I do have a SOG throwing knife set that is three. Uh huh. 
three knives in one sheath. Mm-hmm. And so that works out pretty good. Right. Um, they are pretty durable. Actually, that was, I think, the first one we broke. It was a SOG? It was a SOG. Uh-huh. And uh, I was pissed, and I uh, wrote them a letter, and they sent me a new set. Oh, really? And they were like, these ones won't break. Nice. Nice. And I was like, all right. And that would come back and to so the... And so far, they haven't. The carbon, carbon fiber that exactly. you're talking about? The carbon uh, content? Exactly. Yeah, I know, um, you know, if you're, if you're getting into a knife fight... Don't throw your knife. No, that's Because then not you're just the not going to have a knife anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unless unless you've been practicing for hours a day at throwing a knife, and especially, um, you know, specifically throwing knives, you can get good enough that you can throw any knife no. and make it stick. But I'm not at that level. No? I'm not even close to that level. Yeah, If no. I throw a knife at somebody, if I do hit them, it's not going to be the right end that hits them, and they're just going to be like... What the fuck, dude? I just want to make that wheel that you put somebody on and you crank uh-huh, it around. and throw the knives. Yeah. Well, I just want to have the wheel and put somebody mm-hmm. on there. I just think that would be fun. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. But, all right. Teach his sounds, own. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not the uh, master knife thrower. Mm-hmm. I, I put in some hours. Yeah. But uh, hours. Hours, not, not, not minutes, but not days either. Right. Exactly. So, you know, maybe 20, 30 hours on knife throwing mm-hmm. and... Uh, I still have not mastered it. I do have a few videos, actually, on knife throwing and a couple of free throwing knives I actually, could send I, over your way. Yeah, or your, did I already send them over your yeah, way? Yeah, my boy already uh, watched the throwing Oh, that's knife. the one that's in the woods? And Yeah, well, well, it's my knife. Oh, okay. But it was your video that he was watching about, learning about it. Right. Um, was it helpful or... Yeah, I mean, he he got pretty good at it for uh, for a while, though, but I haven't bought a new knife, so he hasn't... You know, yeah. he hasn't continued practicing. I'll have to bring over my other one and yeah. see what happens, but you're going to have to take better care. Now, what's your um, what's your feeling on uh, on folding knives versus, uh, you know, um, a straight shank? They have their place. Nice. Yeah. Um, I got to say, I'm more likely to carry a folding knife. Right. Um, I think you're less intimidating when you go out to Red Lobster with the family <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's a folded knife on your belt than right. a... Uh, yeah, I... I Generally, on day-to-day use, I, I carry a folding knife. It's not always on my belt, but it's always in my, you know, in my console, in my car. I, I do like the lock blades. I have pinched and cut some fingers uh, yeah. with with non-locking knives. Yeah, it, it'd always be a locking locking blade folding knife if I had one. Um, um, you know, if I, I mean, if I bought one, right? It's always going to be a, a lock blade. But uh, I there's you know different folding knives I like for different things. Um, you know the ones with the serrated edge great great for cutting cutting uh rope and things like that as long as it's not you know nylon that sort of stuff because then it just stretches um but generally speaking if i'm out in the woods i'm gonna have uh you know a straight shank knife i'm not gonna have a folding knife uh just because the uh you know the durability and you know once you stick a folding knife in the dirt uh you're not it's never gonna open and close properly anymore and you know, yeah, it's pretty much done. I I have some some buck folding knives. Um, I I'm trying to think of what what the better brands are that I have. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we just said buck is not uh yeah the top of the line, but they're reasonable and they right. do have they're some good price some and... reasonable knives. Yeah. Um, but uh no, they're they're usually, I don't. I I've never had a problem. That's yeah. the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a Winchester folding knife, and it's uh. You know, it's not high quality, wasn't expensive, but I've had it for maybe five, ten years, and I've never, you know, it works every time I use it. It's got a curved blade, so it's it's not as easy to sharpen as as a straight straight blade knife, but, yeah. um, you know, you can do it. Just, you know, 
just gotta spend the time and right. actually sit down there with it and and do it. And if you if you're looking at getting knives, make sure you know how to sharpen one. Don't spend three hundred dollars on a knife and then uh, scratch it all up with a whetstone because you don't know what you're doing. Oh, you know you don't. You know, so what you want to do is like a twenty-two degree angle, okay, which basically is you know straight on is ninety degree. Folding that in half, that's forty-five degree. Then Over half of the that game. one more time. All right. That's that's the angle you want to uh, sharpen a blade with. And I do that. I sharpen my, my kitchen knives. I sharpen my, you know, my outdoor survival knives. I sharpen my folding knives. Um, you know, if you're getting into stuff like lawnmower blades and things like that, you might as well just go right to a grinder because you're talking about too much yeah. time. But Now, when I was, I think you're right, mm-hmm. well, a grinder, when, well, be careful. I mean, like I said, don't do not do it if you don't know what you're you doing. You scare me a little bit. Yeah. Um, when I was looking at uh, doing some research for this, I did see a uh, nice breakdown. You know, I talked about cutting your own knives and, and mm-hmm. doing that. Um, there was a uh, website, serenityknives.com. And if you do forward slash knife tack making tack process, you know, that dash that's not the lower, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So anyway... So I'll put it in the uh, show notes. You guys check it out. This guy uh, has, you know, nice pictures of the layout of the different, you know, mm-hmm. cuts that he does and and like that. But I don't know. That's about what I got for knives. Well, I did forget, no? you know, I wanted to mention one point about sharpening knives before we, uh, that I forgot to talk about is, is uh, if you're sharpening a knife, you want to, you want the blade to drag backwards across it, meaning, meaning away from the edge of the knife. The edge should be facing your belly. Right, if you're pushing away. away. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, a lot of people that I used to know in the Navy, um, people that knew about knives would sharpen it the other way. Really? Um, what happens is is you're getting uh, tiny microscopic folds in the knife. As, as it gets dull, it's not because the, the edge is getting blunted. It's because it's bending over just a little bit. And when you sharpen it, uh, the opposite way, it's you're basically embedding that fold into it, and it's hardening that edge so that the the it'll the knife will hold the edge longer, but it's never going to be as sharp as it was as it was if you, if you if you slide it the other way. So it's up to you, but I would say if you really want a sharp knife and you want you know, it to last, and you right? want it to, you know, that's what you want to do. All right, and you know that's it. If you know how to sharpen a knife and you can stay on it. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, it's like keeping your guns clean and oiled. Right. But, uh, yeah. Yep. That We're there. good. If you're using right. oil for your knife, um, you know, make sure if you're using it for, for food, just use something like mineral oil or something like that on, okay. on the whetstone. Um, you know, if you're not really concerned about that, you know, you can clean it up with anything. You know, you can use anything. Sometimes I'll spray some of them down with WD-40 and wipe it down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, but. exactly. I, I don't really worry about it. I figure I put so many bad things in my <laughs> mouth, I don't think it makes a difference. Uh-huh. So I'll try and get all this stuff in the show notes. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, check us out on Patreon. We love the uh, reviews on the iTunes. We mm-hmm. are starting to get a little more feedback from people in various ways. Facebook, um, in the in the uh, email different things so i like that i really appreciate it appreciate you guys reaching out to us little shout out to uh jorge sanchez requesting the knife episode Mm -hmm. see inspiring us right here we are producing everyone's got to be happy with that so like i said some reviews on the itunes um 
check out PreppingBadass.com, see what we're up to, get some uh, you know new articles. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, otherwise stay safe and we'll talk to you guys next week. Listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9:30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. For Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky.